Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Wrestling Marks of Excellence here on 96.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now to today's show. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Wrestling Marks of Excellence here on Fox Sports Radio 1348 96.9 FM. We know that it's been a minute, but I'm with me as always, the wizard himself, nephew Corey. What's going on, wizard? What is going on? It is fantastic to be here. What's up? I got my main man, Champ Creed. What's going on, Champ? One, two, three, three, two, one. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm still a son of a gun. Got you, man. It's, been, it's good to have us back together again. We're getting ready to go into a series that we want to talk about. What if, right? There have been a lot of things mm-hmm. in the world of pro wrestling that's always been what if. What if this would have happened and that would have happened? Or what if this person would have came to this organization? And what if this person didn't leave that organization? So what we're going to go into a series here on the Wrestling Marks of Excellence here is talking about what if. And we wanted to start this one off with a, a big what if. It is Black History Month. As you know, it shout out to Dr. Shabazz. Well, rest, rest in peace, Dr. Rest in peace. That we know we have here on February on Rustin Marks are excellent. Um, we're gonna go with the what if. Uh, in August the 8th, 1992, in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, one history took place. Ron Simmons became the first African American champion by defeating Big Van Vader. The question tonight, and what we're gonna talk about is what if Ron Simmons had not won in 1992 in Baltimore, Maryland? Who would have been the first African-American champion? Hmm. And I'll start with you, Wizard. If okay. Ron had not won in 1992, who, who would have been the first African-American champion in pro wrestling, as we call it today? Because Ron is, we say pro wrestling. Here's why that's who's, a who's tough your pick. Here's why it's tough. I am going to give a pick. But I would say it's tough because are we? I guess are we answering this based on if if other factors in pro wrestling didn't happen, or specifically just that one? And the rest of history is the course of history. Just that one, and the rest of history is the course of history. So I, you, I, wait, you, you're I saying just just that. hold on, Glenn. You're saying just that particular title, or in the realm of pro wrestling overall? Realm of pro wrestling, it doesn't have to be the WCW title, but okay. in the realm of pro wrestling, because when you look at Ron Simmons as being the first African-American champion, we don't talk about just WCW. We okay. talk about wrestling as a whole. Okay. Then if, if we're going to go that route. I mean, am I wrong? But that's how he's recognized, right? It's not real. Yeah. It's, it's the first African-American champion in pro wrestling. Yes. So... All, all intents and purposes, I'll stay safe. And see, well, see, even me saying I'm gonna stay safe, it, it, it's hard just because, like I like I just asked, is because of everything else happening in wrestling, staying the way it is, it's kind of hard to pick somebody out. But I'm gonna stay safe and say Ahmed Johnson because I just feel like that's the trajectory we were going on. A dark mm-hmm. horse in that. Is if Ahmed didn't work, maybe Charles Wright, you know, Godfather, Papa Shango, comma, somewhere one of those gimmicks may have somehow landed him a world championship. But I am going to stay safe and say Ahmed John. I just feel like, you know, granted, if things didn't go the way they did with him, I feel like he's the first African American world champion if Ron Simmons is not. He most certainly 
would have been the first in WWF at that time. Uh, I, I it, you know, we, and we'll talk about it throughout the show because I'm sure it's going to come up. Uh, do, do you give that to Rock? Do you recognize Rock as an African-American World Heavyweight Champion? Some do, some don't. We'll, we'll get into that, but I'm going to say safe. I'm going to say Ahmed Johnson. I just feel like that package and that build at that time in 95, 96, I really think he was the guy that was going to do it. All right, champ. Who, who is, who's your pick? If it wouldn't, if it had not been Ron Simmons, who would have been? Okay, so I'm gonna name my pick, but I do want actually before I name my pick, I want Wiz, Wizard. I want you to give us the landscape of how. Actually, no. Let Let's mm-hmm. do this for the listeners that may not be, you know, apt to what happened. Mm-hmm. Tell us the conditions in which the trajectory was made and established, I should say, with Ahmed Johnson. Tell us what took him away from that trajectory mm-hmm. last. And then mm-hmm. before that, I'm go- going around here. Tell us what would have the landscape have been like? Okay, so you have this Hulk of a man, an African-American man, which already you're in slim pickings with in the WWF in 1995. <laughs> Excuse me. WWF is in the midst of its new generation era and making new stars. And mind you, they're coming off of just getting off uh, or, or escaping uh, the federal government, uh, namely Vince McMahon, in the steroids era. So right now, you know, your top guys are 240 or less. You're Shawn Michaels, you're Bret Hart. Granted, Diesel said they're still there. But they don't have those look. Well, Sid did, but I guess Sid was relatively clean. I mean, as far as we know, but for the most part, your Diesel—they they were few and far between. But Diesel didn't exactly have that look of "Oh my goodness, he's on stories." But then again, nobody—a lot of people didn't—and were on it. Anyhow, you have Ahmed Johnson coming in. He's African American. He's huge. And it's at a time where you, you you want to have you want to have the ability to put a positive spin on the African American image in your company because this is at a time where you know you've got the 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 black on black crime and you know you've got gangster rap at its highest peak and things of that nature and you didn't necessarily want to bring in and further stereotype a black guy being a heel. So you bring him in as a face, and he's, like I said, he's huge and can hold his own. You give him that backstory of, you know, escaping from the streets. It's easy for them as a company. You bring him in, you you roll that out, and he's the guy. Like, he is immediately put in the same, you know, ranking echelons with your, your Shawn Michaels and your... You know, your Razor Ramones and all. He's right there being booked right along with them at this time. And he's undefeated at this time. He's not he's not losing. He gets the Intercontinental Championship, and it's a big deal in the summer of 96 that he's the Intercontinental Champion because for all intents and purposes at that point, this is when the Intercontinental Championship was still, when you got that, you knew this guy was pretty much about to be next in line in some capacity that he's about to either be challenging for the World Heavyweight Championship 
or he's about to get it. And Ahmed Johnson had the complete following of that. He looked good. He looked the part. He looked like he would run through the entire WWF on his own. And, you know, injuries kick in. And I think this is me personally speaking, maybe the lack of promo skills or lack of, you know, being understood based on his 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 drawl of his accent and things of that nature. And it, things started just falling through the cracks. And, you know, not knowing how true it is, but, you know, in some circles he's viewed as kind of a headache to work with or maybe he's, he's not safe in the ring. And it's like it's getting to the point where you want to invest in this character. It, it, all the tools are right there physically and, you know, draw-wise because he was he was a big deal. Fans loved him and they did especially because he was a, in his own way, a charismatic African-American man on your television that was able to hold his own and it was being spun in a positive way. So all the tools are there to make him world champion. But like I said, the, the instance that he maybe is not too safe to work with in the ring and the injuries, he couldn't stay on TV because he's always hurt and then hurt again and hurt again. And then at that point, the wheels kind of come off and especially coming back from injury, you you try to see can this person regain the momentum they had. And it just seemed like Ahmed could never regain his late 95, 1996 momentum. Hmm. Wow. Yep. Well, um, so that would have that was what stopped him. So had mm-hmm. he won, what would the landscape have looked like in your estimation? So I think if he wins in '96, wait. You know, so actually, who, wait, who he would have had to beat Sean, right? Yes. Or Sid? Yeah. Yeah. Either or. It's either Sean or Sid. I do feel as though your mix your mix is going to be Ahmed, Brett, and Austin. That's why I think you're mixing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel as though your guy taking the belt off of your guy taking the belt off of Ahmed is either Farouk. Again, that's the other person that's mixed in too. You gotta mix Farouk in there too. Mm-hmm. Which is Ron Simmons, ironically enough, that we're talking about. Um Ron Simmons, if he goes this trajectory and is still a big deal and comes to WWF and feuds with Ahmed with the nation storyline as world champion, you could book that as Farouk, you know, saying Ahmed sold out or whatever way it was going. And he wins the WWF championship. And then it may be, you know what, now that I'm thinking about as it's lightning striking my brain as I'm saying all of this, you still have Vader in the mix, who's another big guy. Not right. necessarily that takes it off of Ahmed, but that's probably a big feud for Ahmed is Ahmed and Vader. Mm. Um, like I said, Austin's still on the rise at that point. Brett's on the rise, and you're turn, kind of turning Brett heel. You could go Brett and Ahmed, and Brett gets it, and you know, or transitions off. There's a lot of moving parts here. <laughs> there really is. There's so many avenues that you could go with Ahmed being world champion. But like I said, I think 
with or or shoot even Ahmed and Triple H. I mean, talk about the, the two contrasting styles. You have the African American hardworking proud man from the street, and you have the Caucasian blue blood that just thinks everything's going to get handed to him in life. So you have a storyline there too. So it's it it there were possibilities with Ahmed as as champion in different routes you could go. I think he would have had a, a lengthy title run just because of the amount of fresh challenges you would have had with him. Granted, we're booking in hindsight 25 years later. And, mm-hmm. you know, but looking back at it, the, the, the opportunities were there. All right, champ, who you got? Okay, so um, once again, I think the centerpiece of both of our selections will be Vader. Mm-hmm. And my pick uh, was recommended by Vader to get a shot in WCW, and I'm going with Two Cold Scorpio. Mm, okay. Uh, once again, looking at the time that you mentioned, he he was there between like '92 and '95, and around this time, this is when culturally hip hop started turning the corner, as you mentioned with gangster mm-hmm. rap, and there weren't too many positive images from you know the. Um, I guess if you want to say from the presentation of gangster rap, what have you. Right. So basically, Two Cold Scorpio's gimmick was more on the, like the MC Hammer side, right? Right. Uh, and and he, I think I think to, to just jump in really quick with your point, mm-hmm. Champ Creed, I think your window is a little shorter than what you're what you're thinking. I think that Two Cold window is actually only about a year and a half. Probably yeah, probably a year. And yeah, a year. I think I think he was gone by '94. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, it says he um two he debuted and uh, his debut in World Championship Wrestling was November eighteenth, late nineteen ninety two, mm-hmm. uh, and he was there until uh, the collision in Korea in nineteen ninety five. Was he still there? And that's what's funny about ninety four is that he was sparingly used on TV at that point. Right, right, and he was more in ECW, uh, yeah, and, and right. Tokyo. Uh, under uh, Alter Ego, the Black Wazuma, right? Um, now, the thing about Tuco, just as a, he, to me, everyone wants to give Rey Mysterio credit for innovating high flying and aerial right. maneuvers and high mm-hmm. spots, what have you. Uh, I'm going to have to say no. Tuco Scorpio was doing things on American television that we had not seen ever. We, at that point in time in history, in American pro wrestling, we did not see any professional wrestler with an aerial moveset like Two Cold Scorpio. Especially a heavyweight. People forget that. People forget that. He he wasn't, you know, 180 and, you know, flying around. He's about 240. 240. All right, and not only that was 240 doing it, but he had the, the fans were behind him as well. Because we got right. when we talk about champ, you got to have people behind you. And two Cole had a following uh, for himself. Right, and 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 the brass over at WCW, they knew that he had a following so much so they put him in a match against Barry Windham for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, but he lost unfortunately at Class of the Champions. So mm-hmm. you figure. That was his moment. I think that Ahmed never got a shot at the world heavyweight title, did he? 
Uh, I oh man, you know what? Now that I'm thinking I don't think about he did. It, I don't think he did in WWF. I don't. No. I really don't think he did. No, I don't. Th- I don't think did, he did. I'm trying to think. Did he fight Undertaker at any time in '90s? If he would have gotten a world title shot, it would have been in '97. If he had got one, and I want to say, did he get one in the? He may have gotten one, maybe, but I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. I'll look it up. I don't think he did. I think you might be right. I don't think he did. Yeah. I, I don't, re- off the top of my head, I don't recall. And that's the difference between Two Cole and Ahmed. But Two Cole actually yeah. got a shot. So you figure if he takes that belt off of Barry Windham in 1993, right? You're mm-hmm. still get the Ron Simmons effect, but. It's a different level. Why? Because here you have a black American heavyweight champion who has wrestled in Japan, who has wrestled in Mexico, who has wrestled around the world. And he's the innovator of aerial offense, which will bring your kids in. Like, cause that's the that's the thing. Like, we all watched it growing up, you know, and you know, as a kid, you like your larger than life characters, what have you. But when you saw a guy like him do the things that he did, you were pretty much you, you stopped in your tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, and and mm-hmm. I just that if you give Two Cold Scorpio that title in that time frame, right, the landscape changes. Uh, in terms of who you would match him up against. I gotta pull up the uh, the title reigns. Um, you, you're talking about you can have matches with him in a great Muda, great Muda. You got matches with him in Flair. You and this have is matches- for you're saying with with, with Barry Windham's championship. So, so that would have been what is well the NWA World Championships, right? The WCW International World Heavyweight Championship, which was so dumb. But right, um, so. <laughs> You have so essentially what you're saying, Champ Creed, is that you're having Two Cole defend under the NWA banner. I just want to make sure I'm following. Yeah, you can have him because he he because he wrestled in Mexico, because mm-hmm. he wrestled in Japan. You now have someone that can be an ambassador and carry yeah. the belt and and wrestle for the NWA belt, wrestle for the WCW belt. Because actually, uh, once Flair got it, it split September first, nineteen ninety three. Yes. That's that's when it split. Flair took it home, right? Yes. Yeah, so what happened is that when Flair came back to WCW and came, when Flair came back to WCW, the NWA championship, the big gold, also mm. came back to WCW because it had went back under the NWA banner. That's why WCW had that other championship, the other world championship. They had right. the smaller one. Mm-hmm. Well, Flair, when he came back, the, the relationship kind of somewhat repaired itself to where WCW at least got the championship back. I think the NWA started using the old smaller rectangular one yes. again. Yes. And uh and, Flair and that went to and that went to Shane Douglas. Yeah. Yep. And so Flair, that's when WCW, because they had the physical property of the big gold, mm-hmm. they ended up with two world championships. Right. And if I'm just to further your point, with Too Cold, if he's world champion defending under the NWA banner, if he's going to Mexico and things like that, 
that automatically opens up uh, Too Cold and Benoit, Too Cold and, yep. and Eddie Guerrero. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, Too Cold Douglas. and Lionheart. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, and just to even further what your point is, imagine the trajectory of what was, you know, defined as that renaissance of the cruiserweight division in WCW in, in 95 and 96. Right. That would have been on the American scene two years earlier because yeah. you'd have been seen. And not that Too Cold was a cruiserweight, but he moved like one. Yes. So that style, we, we'll call it a style, not necessarily the weight class. Right. That cruiserweight style would have been on, on showcase a year or two before it was even you know thought of in WCW. So, Right. And, and then with that, I think that if he's having that level of success, uh -huh. he, he doesn't end up in WWF as Flash Funk. Oh, right no, away. no, no. Right I away. Don't. Yeah, he, he doesn't end up in WWF. He doesn't even go know. to ECW, let alone. Yeah. Well, he may go to ECW, but those rights, as we learned, you know, that and I, I know you know about this Champ Creed, the, I think the Tommy Boy rights with Two Codes character and then WWF, I think WWF, ends up buying it out or something like that to get the rights to use to have him under contract in WWF. Wait, what it's is something, the Tommy Boy right? I'm, I'm not Yeah, it's right. something where Too Cold's character or something had to deal with Tommy Boy right. Let me look it up because did that's he have a, did he, he had a record deal? Uh, no, not a record <laughs> deal. It was something where it was it was something where something that ECW had in conjunction went with W that's how WWF was able to get him. It's something. I'm going to look it up now. All right. So uh, and while you're looking that up, I'll, I'll continue. So, you know, he stays in WCW, right? But ultimately, like many talents at that time, uh, I see him dropping it to either Flair or Hogan. And I see him getting lost in the shuffle of the NWO. I see him getting fed up. I see his contract ex expiring. And then I also see, instead of him coming over as Flash Funk, he comes over with Benoit, Guerrero, Malenko, and Saturn. Maybe even without Saturn. But I see he comes over, they were the Radicals, right? Yes, and I did find what you, go ahead. I did find what I was talking about, go ahead. All right, so break, break that down before I continue. Yeah, so this is from that, uh, this is from Paul Heyman. I think this was told on the, uh, is either Paul Heyman's DVD or the ECW DVD. And he was talking about, uh, he, you know, this is from Paul Heyman. He said, you know, I never took a check from WWE while I was running ECW. He said in 96, I had a meeting with Vince McMahon and there was some talent in WWE that he was going to send to ECW and keep on his payroll as long as I could work with these talents and develop them. He said, uh, there was some talent in ECW that Vince was looking to bring in to, to WWE, ECW had a deal with Tommy Boy Records to use some of their music, and every time Two Gold Scorpio was on ECW TV, we put a lower third of his music, and the commercial, the first commercial would always be an ad by Tommy Boy Records, and for this, Tommy Boy would sponsor ECW to about a thousand dollars a week. If they were if they were to send Two Gold Scorpio to WWE, ECW would lose the sponsorship, and we'd lose a thousand dollars a week. And he said, Vince says he'll cover the thousand dollars, just send you, and he'll send you a grand a week for the rights to use to close Scorpio. So since that day, 
in September of 96, he said, WWE paid ECW $1,000 a week. That's what I, because I, I knew it was something. I was like, mm -hmm. I know it was something dealing with him. That's what it was. Okay. All right. Um, he was released in 1994 uh, after failing multiple tests for uh, marijuana. But yeah. I don't think that that would have been an issue had he been the champion. Uh, I, I said, I feel I he comes, he comes over with the radicals mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, you, you have a situation where, uh, comes Dean over with the radicals in 2000. Wait, uh, yes. Yeah, they came like, over in 2000. They, they came in 2000. Yeah. I think he said, cause I think if he has, if he's going to win the championship, I think they're going to lock him into one of those long-term contracts. Ooh, I don't, I don't now, think. Now here's where. Here's where I propose this question to you. Okay. What happens to Too Cold Scorpio when Hulk Hogan arrives? Oh, he drops the belt. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes he yeah. stays though. Yeah, he yes, he stays because Hogan brings money. Right. Right. I think he stays because if you win the championship there at that time, right? Hogan mm. is bringing in the money and the exposure. And you really don't want to go to New York right away, right? Right. Uh, especially if you see that they they're coming out of the steroid situation. Most right. importantly, you see how Vader isn't really liking it up there. Yeah, yeah. And, but Vader now, now, for all intents and purposes, to stay on the timeline, Vader's mm -hmm. still there in WCW at this time. Yeah, right. But, he's, still, but, yeah, he's still in '92. He's there. He's still there. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying is he wins the mm -hmm. belt, and what was that? '93. He has mm -hmm. a run to say maybe '94. Well, Hogan gets over there like late '94, early '95. Or no, he's there early '94. He's there he, early '94. Yeah. Okay. Where's Vader in '94? He's in WCW. He's okay, just so, he's just dropping the world championship at that time. All right, so Vader's dropping. So actually, let me alter my timeline. If Vader, they, what, they, what they used to, Vader was what, under a four-year contract with WCW at that time? Something like that, because he Something leaves like in 95. He leaves and in 90, yeah. One more factor for you to consider, and then you go ahead and go map your, map your quest out with this. Mm -hmm. Where does Sting factor in all of this? Because he's the top guy. He is the top guy at this point. Well, he, 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 and that's the thing. He gets lost in the shuffle. When Hogan oh, comes Sting over. Sting does? Ooh, I want to no, hear No, 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 not Sting. Not Sting. Too cold. Too cold. Oh, yeah. Too cold. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was Scorpio. Say, Sting is the yeah. man at this point. Well, yeah. Sting, Sting is, is there, and he becomes a transitional champion. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I see him now that you brought up the Vader factor. I think that. <sighs> mm -hmm. I don't think that WWE. F mm -hmm. at the time would have had the money to lure him away because I don't think that they would see him as significant of an acquisition more so than Vader. So mm -hmm. WWF, they would have had to pick one. They weren't getting both of them. They had to pick one of them. They would have picked Vader. I think two Cole stays in WCW. He languishes around the mid-card. Uh, uh, NWO <laughs> begins to start up. I think he languishes some more, but the money is good. I think he moves further down the card. I think he um, is getting paid, but probably mm -hmm. isn't happy. And yeah. eventually, going going towards 2000, 
I still believe he comes in with the radicals, right? Um, mm -hmm. As he comes in with the radicals, uh, Dean Malenko didn't really have such a great run at it in WWF, mm -hmm. um, but he got a job. Um, Perry Saturn, not so much. And I don't know what happened to Perry Saturn, to be honest with you. Um, but you have Benoit, Guerrero, mm -hmm. and now I think Tuco becomes a part of that equation. Just because Vince McMahon does have an affinity for uh, Black culture to a certain degree, and I think instead of getting Flash Funk in 1993, I think in 2000, we get Scorpio Clay. We get the Brodus Clay iteration of the character oh, of Cold Scorpio in 2000. And then he goes the course of that particular type of character. Eventually, I think he gets released. I see him still doing the indies. And believe it or not, Two Cold Scorpio is still wrestling to this day. Yeah, he sure is. He, he sure has is. a he he has a championship match in an indie on February nineteenth of this month. I think it's WPW or something like that. So I think he becomes the first, and because he becomes the first, I always see him being a figurehead in the Royal Rumble every other year. And then mm. I also think he gets one of those redemption angles that Ricky Steamboat got. Uh, okay. I, I think he get when, when Steamboat came back and he yeah. got the you still got it chance. Mm -hmm. Two Cold Scorpio is 58 years old. He's still doing 450 splashes, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he comes back and then I think he even gets a run. And ultimately, I see him doing something uh, more so like a, a head coach of the new day or something like that, what have you. Um, and then I also see him kind of like the way that MVP works with Bobby Lashley. I could see the new day breaking up, Xavier Woods going heel and him having too cold as his mentor to show him how you get to that height of being a black heavyweight champion. That's my piece. <laughs> that, that was pretty good. I, I, give, I, give, I give, you know, you thought about that thing for a minute. Yeah. He worked. He worked it out. I. I'm not mad. Actually, at hold on. Actually, I didn't. I just read it off of Wikipedia right now. But that's how you, good I am. We <laughs> can edit this out. Part that part out. Right. No, I'm not with you. hold on. You know, you, you took my. Both of y'all guys took my uh, first initial picks. You know, Wiz, you took my Ahmed Johnson because that's the easy answer, right? Yep. That's the easy answer. You know, champ, you took my answer with Two Cold Scorpio. Growing up in that era, everybody loved Two Cold Scorpio, right? But yeah. I had to really think about it real hard and, like, who could have made an impact like Ron Simmons did, right? Um, having some little backstory or a story knowing why Ron would put in that position where Vader and Dusty Rose set and Vader giving Dusty Rose the, you know, the okay to, hey, you know what? When Dusty came to Vader and said, you know what, will you drop it to Ron? Vader, like, yeah, sure, no problem. Didn't have any issue with it, right? No issue dropping it to Ron. And in Baltimore, had no problem. Dusty comes up with the idea. And I'm saying that who else could have made an impact like Ron Simmons did and still we could be talking about today? And the only name that came to my mind was Ron Ooh. Simmons' former partner. Butch Reed. 
Oh, that wasn't what I was going to say. Okay. And, and so it came, Butch Reed could have been that guy. If it had not been Ron Simmons, it could have been Butch Reed. If you think about it, a year earlier, and Wiz, catch me if I'm wrong, Butch Reed wrestled uh, Lex Luger for two out of three, right? And, and he wrestled that's, Lex Luger for the WCW Championship. Um, I can't remember if it was a Star K. It was a pay-per-view. I can't remember if it was Ch- uh, Star K or wherever it was at. Uh, yes. But he wrestled, he wrestled Lex Luger. Um, and this is when so Butch Reed had the pedigree. Butch Reed had the uh, Butch Reed had the NFL experience, right? Butch Reed had the physique. Butch Reed had the look. Butch Reed had the presence. Butch Reed had, if you wanted to look at it, he had a manager in Teddy Long. Butch Reed could have been that guy that we and and people would have followed Butch Reed, the natural Butch Reed, right? He could and talk about getting on a mic. Butch Reed could talk, right? It was nothing that Butch Reed could not do right and if truth be told he did some things better than ron simmons the problem is butch had some of his, his some issues to me if you if, if it had not been ron simmons it could have been butch reed or should have been butch reed a year earlier and i think in butch reed would have had a long run because you could still do some of the feuds that wcw end up doing with ron simmons right you could have did butch reed and vader and that would have been still got a good and great impact right you could have mm-hmm. did butch reed and sting and still would have made money right yep. you could did the natural butch reed versus the versus the nature boy rick flair right and still would have shut the house down so it butch and butch reed should have been uh should have been that guy um but there were some things that they didn't want to pull the trigger on butch reed because he wasn't all the all-american boy right he was had the better pedigree than Ron Simmons, but he wasn't just as he wasn't clean enough like Ron was, right? Butch had a little edge to him. Butch, oh, right. he didn't take too much from anybody backstage. Butch was very outspoken, and so they gave gave it to Ron in that sense. But it could have really been Butch Reed, and I think Butch Reed could have ran with it. Would have set WCW on fire at the time. So, if, if you reverse the roles, right? Because we mm-hmm. know. Uh, Butch Reed turned on Ron Simmons and made right. Ron Simmons a, bu- a babyface in Doom. But if Ron would have turned on Butch Reed and Butch Reed would have been the babyface to take on a Vader in 1992, or Vader or Butch Reed would have took on a Luger uh, in earlier, Butch Reed could have been that guy that we we talking about today. Butch Reed could be that guy that could have been in the WWE Hall of Fame. Matter of fact, I take it one further. You could still put Butch Reed in APA and it would still work if he had went to WCW. I mean, WWF, WWE. If, see, you not only could give Butch Reed the WCW championship, but you could give Butch Reed the WWF championship and people will still buy it to it and believe it because he was a champion, world champion, almost everywhere he went except right. for those two companies. Right, right, you're right. And, and right. We know how much he was going to get the, he was going to get the Intercontinental Championship, but he just no-showed, right? They yeah. was going to put this on Butch Reed, so that means they had faith in him to be the worker, like you were talking about Ahmed. The Intercontinental Championship just wasn't thrown on anybody back then. Right. The Intercontinental, right. If you got the Intercontinental Championship, or if it was thrown on you or given to you, you were somebody in the WWE. Excuse me. That was like the second championship, right? That was yep. meant to be in the world champion. If you were the IC champ, you was going to be in a title picture somewhere. Or they was talking about you every week uh, because you were that guy. And so Ron Simmons could have very well been the um, the man. 
Yeah, he could, been, he could have been that guy that we're talking about today as being the first African American champion. Would have, if it had not been, uh, if it had not been Ron Simmons, I believe it should have been Butch Reed. Now, if we go, if we let's take it a step further, we could have maybe had a world champion before Ron Simmons was even in the picture in the other company in WWF because oh. you could have had Bad News Brown win it. Yeah, if we going backwards, right? If we going backwards, I give it before then, and I know it might never ever, it might not have ever happened. You could have gave it to JYD. Yeah, yeah. See, don't you come off the mute, champ. Um, yeah, the uh, yeah, JYD's one. Like I said, Bad News Brown's one for sure. Yes. Um, Ernie Ladd is another. Yes. There, there's, there's quite a few. That, and if I'm not mistaken, isn't there an argument out there about Bobo Brazil being the first world black world heavyweight yeah, champion? Yeah. Here's the argument is the argument that Bobo won it or was gonna win it, but and he technically won it, but he gave it back or he got pinned right after he, he it, it was some stipulation where he won it, but then he lost it in the same night and, and it wasn't televised. They didn't, count it. they didn't count it because they knew if he at the time if he would have kept the championship, they wouldn't gonna like that. They couldn't no. get out of town. He wouldn't get out of town that night, right? Right. And so you know, Buddy Rogers never didn't let it happen that way. But it was the thing for Bobo Brazil to get it. Big Cat Ernie Ladd could have been had it, right? Ernie Ladd could have did it down good and, and had the pedigree, the intelligence, the education, everything they looked for in an NWA champion. Even when he came to WWF, WWE, yeah, WWF. I'm gonna take you there. Uh, and he could have had it. JYD was over more so than Hulk Hogan in the '80s. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody loved the Junkyard Dog, right? It's sad that Junkyard Dog was way over, but never won a championship in WWE. Yeah. You know, but yeah, if it had not been Ron Simmons, it could have easily been one of them, um, you know, that could have had it. But I think Butch Reed, for the era we're talking about, if you want to go, you know, somebody say, well, all the pictures before Ron Simmons, do you have a pick after Ron Simmons? Um... I would have to go with, like one of you guys. I would have to go if it was talking about during that same era in the 92, 95 era. I would have to go with Ahmed. But we're talking about beforehand. Um, it is definitely definitely to me is Bush Reed could have did the exact same thing, even more so, in my opinion, than Ron Simmons. Hold on, yo. Seth has the move. What Seth's move is called the Falcon Arrow, the aerial move off the top rope. What is it called? Uh, no, the Falcon Arrow is the, is the suplex to kind of like Super. slam. The uh, Phoenix Splash is the rotating 450. Cole Scorpio is 57 years old executing Phoenix Splashes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just, just, I, I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I, I've always appreciated him, but like, you know, doing this particular project uh, on the What If made me appreciate it more. And I hope our listeners uh, listen to this to get a bit of history and appreciate everyone that we mentioned. Because, um, I mean, listen, all three scenarios really make sense. Makes you ponder, what if? Yeah, I wonder what if. What if it had not been? Do y'all, I'm going to ask you guys this question. If it had not been Ron Simmons, and let's say Ahmed didn't pan out, 
how long will we have waited? And I know we can come back to court of uh, the Wizards, the Rock, right? And everybody don't count the Rock. I do. I do count the Rock, right? Uh-huh. Let's say if you did not count the Rock, what year or what time frame will we have had the African American champion? If it had, not, if it had not been Ron Simmons in 1992 or Ahmed Johnson, I you think for. So I'll say this. I think for the sake of PR, but it depends on when. If it's the Attitude Era, then maybe. But if it's somewhere around there, like I like I mentioned, first person I mentioned before, I met Johnson. If Charles Wright, I think, is booked as comma or maybe as, you know, Godfather in 98 or so, there's an opportunity for some kind of quick world title. I just think he, I really think he had enough behind him he had enough, enough locker room. Yeah, yeah. He had enough respect. locker room respect that they could have gave him like a month run with it or something. Yep. I, I think that's the one we because he was he was such a company guy and just he did his thing so well at the position he was. It was I, I really think I think Kama as the supreme fighting machine could have been world champion. I really do. I'll give you one, and it's kind of cheating. If Ron Simmons doesn't win it in 92 in WCW, then Farouk, the leader of the nation and Denob Domination, wins it later on in WWF. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I do. I do. Because of the way the way the landscape of the, the group, the faction, where, where we was at in the time period, uh, with the you know fight the power the whole uh, black movement yeah yeah the yeah the hip hop the hip hop culture emerged in the nineties and it 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 just was that was the de facto go to for any booker if they had black talent coming in and you couldn't really do too wrong um, do too much wrong with it so yeah, yeah. so cheat wise Ron Simmons still wins Ron Simmons wins it if he didn't win in ninety two. And you, we can't go back to 91 to a Butch Reed. Ron Simmons wins it in what, uh, 95, 96 in WWE, WWF. I, I agree with that one. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, no, that, that yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Same. All right, last point before we get out of here. Give me your theory on why people do not want to accept The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, as the African-American, first African-American champion in WWE, all right? Because we know Ron Simmons is the first African-American champion overall. Why don't folks want to accept Ron Simmons as the first? I mean, excuse me, The Rock as the first African-American champion in WWE. I think it's because his his lineage is first uh, trotted out there as a Samoan. Just as simple as that. He is, his, his, his heritage is built out there as The Rock comes from the, yes, they do mention Rocky Johnson. They have to. They mentioned the high chief Peter Mavi, but he's always linked with the NOI family, which is Samoan. He's always linked there because of the lineage of, of what that family has produced in the sport of professional wrestling. Because he's linked in that family and him being the rock and how successful he was, it's always linked to that, you know, the, the world famous. Uh, Analyze family from you know a professional wrestling, and they're Samoan. He's always linked to that. It's always like the Rocky Johnson connection is always 
mentioned next after the the Amoi family uh, connection. It's always mentioned second. And so in people's minds, because of how it's put out there, he's Samoan and then black, as if you get what I'm saying. So, right. yeah, it, that's why I think it's always, you know, it's so many people don't view it as him being, you know, the first African-American world even champion because of the other half of his of his bloodline, you know, no pun intended. Right. The other half of his bloodline being Samoan is so heavily trotted out and it's so heavily touted that it's always viewed as half and half and not that he's African-American also. Right. And and you have to go off the simple as this. He grew up in Hawaii and uh, Harlem. You, yeah. when, he had, when he had yeah. hair, his hair didn't look like Booker T's hair or Stevie Ray's hair. It looked like Rikishi's hair. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, how he was trotted out with his, his first outfit. It was the marketing and the branding of the lineage. You know? So that's why. And look, I, I say it, it, you know, Yes, he is considered a black heavyweight champion um, because his dad is black, his mother is Simone, right? It's simple uh-huh. as that. With me, I can understand people, you know, not saying that, oh, he's this and that. But to me, in my estimation, um, I say that he is, and other people may not see it as so because of what the Wiz just mentioned and what I just said in the beginning. He wasn't born in, if he was born in Harlem, it'd have been different, you know? But uh-huh. he wasn't. Not only if he was born in Harlem, you see, I think you said it is the way that WWE introduced him to us. Yeah, yep. introduced him as the, you know Rocky Maivia, right? Not Rocky Johnson Jr. You know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. They, 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 they put us as Rocky Maivia. So if they would interview, you know, they would introduce him as Rocky Johnson Jr. Then we would see him as being an African American. He came out there, started doing the Ali shuffle in the middle of the ring. You know what I'm saying? That was yep. some things that we would, have, that we would have perceived him, or fans would have perceived him as as such. But again, uh, even though you put him in the nation, we try to connect him with his. I don't want to say I want to use blackness, right? Because that's what it was. All right, he became the Versace guy, but you still looked at him as being the Samoan guy that was in there with everybody else. Um, so we see them see him as the African American champion because is it because because we wanted a champion to be African-American in WWE, right? Because you hadn't had it. You had Ron Simmons in WCW. You wanted one in, in WWE until you got somebody else um, that came along, i.e. Kofi Kingston. Now you have Big E, you have um, you have Bobby Lashley. So that whole argument, you guys, uh, I think what people's like, when I look in the mirror, I want to see somebody who looks like me. And I think that's what the things people say, you know what? The Rock can't be that way because he talks different or he looks different. Well, guess what? As champ, you said it. His daddy's African American. His mama is no. Boy. I said his daddy black. His daddy um, black. Sorry. His daddy uh, black. That is <laughs> black, right? And his mama's Samoan. So at the end of the day, that's what we got. Yep. What we got. Hey, fellas, we just want to. Hey, thank you for joining us, man. I think this was a good, interesting topic. Uh, what if? Uh, with catch us in a couple of weeks. We bring out another what if. Uh, we want to keep doing these because there's a lot to talk about in the world of professional wrestling. What if this transpired or what if that didn't happen? You can always follow us on social media at WMOE Podcast. You can always hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you get your social media. Make sure you hit the subscribe button uh, so you don't miss any of our podcast episodes. As always, Wizard, uh, it's, it's always a pleasure to have you, Champ. 
Appreciate your insight, sir. With Take us home. Hey, if you're not confirmed, consider yourself denied. End the story, ladies and gentlemen. Good night and catch you next week.